is it a virtual reality environment or a normal screen environment where we, we experience this virtual world on a flat screen or is it more of a, a VR headset kind of experience? Hello listeners, I'm your host Ziad Matar and I would like to welcome you all to the Wirelessly Yours podcast where I talk about everything tech, business and design. On each episode, I invite some of the brightest minds to join me and discuss cutting-edge technologies, emerging business models, and the latest design trends that are transforming our world and shaping the future. Wirelessly Yours. Welcome again uh, to the Wirelessly Yours podcast. And now we're going to talk about uh, about business uh, uh, and also how we mix, as usual, you know, art and fashion and pleasure with business. So... Uh, you you have worked with uh, with with big groups uh, in the past with agencies and uh, and uh, you know I, I know that some of your clients were were big retail groups in the region, so let's talk a little bit more about uh, where you see this uh, going right now. Again, we we went through a a period of uh, total lockdown where we saw a huge adoption of uh, of uh, online uh, online buying online retail e commerce etc. and which for me. Uh, kills a lot of the uh, human experience that we see in, in, in the retail shop. I mean, it does make sense when maybe you're buying uh, certain very standardized items of, of grocery, but I personally still feel a lot uh, of emotion when I step into a shop and touch something in hand. So can you tell us a little bit uh, how this has maybe impacted your business and, and, and your clients today? Yeah. Uh, well, being uh, being specialized in the retail experience for for physical store, uh, I must say that uh, that the uh, the pandemic has uh, significantly affected our our work and the entire industry we work with. Um, yeah, there's no doubt. Um, I mean, for a while, physical stores have been uh, have been shut down. They've been drastically affected the the traffic is uh, is massively reduced in uh, in most of the markets and i i don't even mention travel retail that uh, that has been going through a very difficult time but i mean but right now i think in most places or a lot of places stores are are reopening or they're open uh the we now have to to go in it with like very strong uh, restrictions which, which I believe are an obstacles for, for a lot of consumers. First, because as you said, we shop for pleasure. So if at some point there is too many obstacles, if you have to wear a mask, if you have to queue at the entrance, if you have to, to wash your hands every time you get in, if you have to uh, bring your clothes home because uh, if you want to try, because you cannot try them in the, in the, the changing rooms, all those things are, are, are pain points. So, um, so the re the the retail industry has, I think, has done an amazing job trying to solve those pain points as much as possible. On one side, trying to apply what uh, what governments were asking them to, and on the other side, making sure that it doesn't affect the the, the shopping experience. But the reality is uh, is is tough, and um, and I think everyone right now in the retail industry is. Uh, is trying to understand and trying to wait and trying to see what um, what will become physical stores. But one thing in the in the meantime is that yes, the online uh, uh, has um, of course increased a lot. Um, but you know, it led me to to understand you know that 
If we cannot have, I mean, we, we, let's put it this way. If we simplify the difference between what brings us to a physical store and what brings us to e-commerce, usually we go to physical stores for the experience. We mm -hmm. go for, for the entertainment, for the knowledge, for, for the community. And if we go to, to e-commerce, it's for the convenience. It's for the, the research. It's for the, the comparison. Um, if we, if I cannot go to physical stores anymore, it means my need for um, convenience is fulfilled, but my need for experience is not. So, so as an agency and as a professional in this industry for many years, I was asking myself, like, how how can we how can we basically like find another way to create that that sense of experience? So it led us to work into um, into what we call uh, virtual stores. Good. which is um, part, imagine it as being um, uh, an immersive uh, video game where you can browse inside a virtual space and uh, discover uh, branded content and uh, products and information and connect with your friends and do it uh, and connect with a sales associate while you're doing it, uh, watch videos, uh, play games, all of this in an environment that's been created by your brand to make you discover their product or their service. And this is the work that you are doing now with uh, under Second Avenue, right? Yes, yeah, that's that's um, a service that we're now uh, we're now expanding to and uh, and working on the, for the past uh, six to nine months. Okay, good. And is it a virtual reality environment or a normal screen environment where we, we experience this virtual world on a flat screen or is it more of a, a VR headset kind of experience? So the, the great thing is you can do both. You can actually also do from your from your mobile. Uh, so it's not, you don't need to have a, a VR headset to enjoy the, the experience. You just need to have a smartphone or, or a laptop. And um, and you browse into the space um, with either your your touching the screen on your phone or with your your mouse or your trackpad on your on your desktop. And uh, I, we we've worked a lot on uh, VR and augmented reality in, in the past. Uh, maybe it was a bit also early days and a bit premature uh, in terms of certain capabilities. But what I found the uh, the most challenging is. Uh, Brands and especially high-end brands have a certain uh, aesthetic uh, or visual uh, uh, quality that is very difficult to relay at a economic cost in in the digital world. So it will, unless you spend you know the equivalent of producing a Pixar movie, uh, it will never look as good on screen uh, in three D or in, in interactive as as it would go, look in in real life. Um, uh, has the technology advanced, or are you are you finding other ways, other tricks to to convey that uh, feeling of elegance and quality in the digital world without diluting too much or affecting the the brand uh, values? Yeah, it's an excellent point. I think it's a mix of both. We use, um, I mean, technologies have, um, I think, have reached a point where we can really start to have uh, amazing qualities. So. Um, so we can, uh, for example, um, uh, do a, a 3D uh, a 3D render of um, 
of like a luxury product and being able to turn it in and rotate it all around and see it from any angle and the, and the object will of course will not be exactly as the reality but will be i think close enough to um to have a to have a very interesting experience but also in order to uh, to make the experience the whole virtual store accessible uh to anyone with any type of uh, uh internet connection we have to um we have to basically optimize uh, the technical side, so the, the, the back end, to make sure that it's as light as possible. And, and that requires a lot of uh, design work. Absolutely. Okay. That's good. Another, another bridge that I, I, I find is difficult, and maybe you, you can tell us how you solve that, is uh, I read it also uh, right after the holiday seasons. There was a huge amount of returns in e-commerce, uh, especially around gifts because okay there is the part of uh, unwanted gifts maybe or, or somebody you bring them a gift and they already have it uh, but also the option of well I, I need to buy a, a shirt and uh, you know I can never be sure of the size so I'll buy three sizes one one that I think and one higher and then I end up returning both so how do you uh, see us bridging that gap in, in, in these kind of experiences Hmm, it's a good question. I think um, I think one tool that is uh, is extraordinary for this is uh, is augmented reality, um, and it's also a field that's been that's been making amazing improvements uh, and and technological technologically uh, uh, advanced uh, tools. So we we see now um, uh, augmented reality uh, solution that allows you to to try on uh, makeup. Um, and uh, you would uh, be in front of uh, what we call um, a smart mirror, and you would look at yourself in a mirror, or you would actually look through your phone, on the through the camera of your phone, and you would be able to apply uh, a lot of different uh, lipstick colors on your lips or, or eyeshadows, and uh, with a level of precision in terms of the, the color itself and the positioning and the, the subtlety of... of of the gradient uh, on top of the eyes that we have never reached before. And um, in terms of sizing, I mean, I think we could we could do amazing things. I'm even myself thinking that augmented reality can be a tool for me to um, uh, to have uh, my customer try uh, virtually some hats and see based on their head shape and their head size uh, which hats uh, can fit for them. It's a, it's it's true and uh, that, that I mean and the funny bit is I think that uh, although uh, we we looked at augmented reality uh, a lot in the past from a gaming perspective we looked at it from the industrial and retail perspective the way it really picked up is through filters on Snapchat and and Instagram and uh, and then kind of became mainstream and I guess helped also the technology. Uh, to improve, but we talk a little bit also about. Uh, hopefully, we're gonna come back. The restrictions uh, might still be there, uh, one way or the other. I was talking to uh, another person yesterday about uh, how after 9/11, uh, immediately travel first dropped, then it resumed with a lot of restrictions, and we were uh, expected to, you know, carry liquids in 100 milliliter bottles in a one-liter bag. 
And some things disappeared, I guess, because technology improved to a certain extent where these things maybe can be detected. I'm not sure the other, but other things stuck around. Like we, we still remove our laptop from uh, from the bag, and nowadays we we don't even think about it when we do it. Uh, and we're, we're somehow expecting that maybe we will be asked to remove our shoes or our jacket or something like this. Uh, but there is technology that usually comes and, and overrides the experience. And some of these technologies that even you talked about, I mean, augmented reality can be in store as well, and it can create a contactless environment, uh, but still within a, a very controlled, uh, branded uh, layout. Uh, what else do you see happening in the store experience that will help us come back and uh, you know recover our confidence into uh, physical retail. What else do I see coming inside the uh, retail stores? Yes, I mean, if you are given a, a you know a blank canvas again, and we say okay, we we can we we're, we're removing uh, you know the bands, we're going to come back, but we have to be careful. You know, from the from certain aspects, what is the ideal scenario of an in-store experience in the future? Um, I think it's learning from uh, it's learning from from what we've been through. Um, yeah, what 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 would be the most important? I think. Um, I think what we've all learned in the retail industry is um, is, is there's, there's been such a, such a concentration and focus on on the retail experience and how to make it as smooth as possible. How to put ourselves in the shoes of customers, uh, their fears, their their concerns, uh, their habits, their needs, more than ever. And I think that's great because this is service. So I would love to see uh, I would love to see retailers uh, and brands in the future continue to have that uh, that empathy uh, with uh, with consumers and shoppers. That being said, I hope that as soon as possible we'll be able to 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 bring back the community aspect to uh, to retail. Um, lots of brands are doing it. In an amazing way, and their stores are are place where people with shared passion are meeting, uh, where they can learn things, where they can they can connect, they can exchange, and um, and this I think was wonderful. Whatever, if it's a sport, uh, a music instruments, uh, gaming, anything, uh, it was. I think it's always been amazing to see and to witness how retail stores could become those. Um, those uh, community uh, centers, and I, I would want this to come back, and uh, and see events, and see gatherings, and see connections. I guess it's one thing that you know Apple maybe pioneered a little bit when uh, they turned uh, you know the Apple uh, store into a, a town center almost, and they started doing events. So, and I agree with you that that could be a. A way to break, uh, you know, uh, the impasse, you know, and maybe move uh, move forward. One of the first uh, guests, or one of our guests on the first season of uh, Wireless Yours was uh, Ramit Harisingani, who's launching uh, the Beta store concept in in Dubai. I don't know if you are familiar with it. Uh, it's a collaboration between Beta and Silicon Valley and, and Shadoop Group, and it's a very interesting experience where. Uh, 
you get to uh, sample the products, see them. They and and the the, the beta showroom is 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 temporary display, so it's not a normal store where you have a lot of stock. Uh, it's uh, a few show items that are showcased and a few brands that bring new items to the market and uh, get to uh, you know gouge the customer interest, uh, give them a way to interact with them, and uh, and then provide a lot of metrics to the brands that are similar to what a brand maybe will extract from uh, from e-commerce, online commerce. So that's one thing we are seeing. But uh, uh, I agree with you, there's a bigger element uh, which is related to the human factor that uh, I think we will always uh, crave and that only a, a very good retail person in a shop can, can deliver at the end of the day in the way they can give you an opinion about something or they can you know, pick the right item for you or guide you through the story of uh, of a particular uh, item that you're trying to buy. Uh, that's fantastic news. Any uh, any uh, any other brands that you think is doing an amazing job uh, right now, and that you you would advise the, you know our audience to look at as well and emulate in their uh, in their plans to reopen. Mm. Um... I don't think of any anyone in particular. I mean, I've seen um, it was more like during during the beginning of the pandemic, but, um, but there's been a few um, a few brands. Um, there's a cosmetic brand called uh, uh, Credo, Credo, Credo that uh, that used um, a very innovative uh, uh, online system to. So that when you're going on their e-commerce uh, shop, you would have the ability to um, to connect uh, in live immediately on the on video with uh, with a sales associate from one of their store, mm. and you would be able to to ask them questions about the product you're seeing on the e-commerce website, or maybe ask them as they're in the store to show you something or to try the one color on their skin or or just to give them any other details that they were not able to get themselves on the e-commerce website. And um, I think that beyond the simple um, idea that you can get more information through that channel, what I loved is, um, is that in those moments where people were, uh, were stuck at home, confined and not able to to get out of the place and meet people, uh, it was a, a fantastic way to keep uh, human connection alive. Yeah, I, I, I guess that uh, we are far from the time when we can ask, uh, hey Siri, do I look good in this? Or, uh, or hey Alexa, who's the... <laughs> do you think it's a color that's nice on me? But th that's great. So from the perspective of Second Avenue, I don't know if you can talk about any of your current projects or brand, uh, or you want us to keep an eye out and then, uh, uh, on something that's going to happen soon? Yeah, I mean, um, we, I mean, in physical retail uh, project, of course, we did, we did a lot of things and, um, and we've, we've worked with, uh, with a lot of brands. Um, but when it comes to virtual stores, uh, we're right now um, very much into research and development. There's a, there's a lot of, um, uh, learning into into this, and uh, so we're basically creating um, uh, proof of concepts and uh, and demonstration tools um, and prototypes 
and uh, we have actually working with uh, with a really great um, a partner on the technology side, uh, an agency called Valtech. So Second Avenue and Valtech together are are, are working on like um, some some amazing things. So I would say stay tuned. Uh, follow us on uh, on LinkedIn, and um, and we'll uh, we hope that we'll be releasing some some example uh, very shortly. Definitely, very 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 good. Uh... Uh, you know, uh, drop of uh, you know the the hint of what's coming next. I guess uh, uh, I we will share uh, the LinkedIn uh, connections, uh, uh, the LinkedIn accounts of uh, First Avenue uh, into the podcast, and uh, we will keep an eye on what's happening. Uh, so stay tuned is uh, also something that I always uh, like to say. So stay tuned uh, to Ludovic and uh, Second Avenue to see what's coming next and. Uh, Thank you again for joining me. It was a fantastic session. We'll, we'll talk more uh, later about, about hats and, and what we can do uh, there. Uh, I thank the audience for listening to us. Uh, as usual, please feel free to continue the conversation with us on social media. Uh, make sure you uh, subscribe, listen to the podcast on all the platforms that you like and review it. That, uh, stay tuned for the next episode of Firelessly Yours. Thank you. Dear listeners, If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe to Wirelessly Yours on your favorite podcast app. We are available on all popular platforms including Anrami, Apple and Spotify. Your opinion matters to us, so leave us a review with your feedback and stay tuned for more. Wirelessly Yours.